Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Joseph Lavalley, author of the book, The Third Side of Murder. Joseph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your new novel, The Third Side of Murder, how would you describe the novel? Well, it's the third in a series um, featuring a an Iowa newspaper reporter named Tony Harrington. And in the first book, um, for no particular reason, I made his mother a first-generation Italian, um, hence the name Tony. And so in book three, he accompanies his Italian mother back to Italy to a family funeral and realizes that his young cousin was murdered and goes looking for the killer, um, who he finds and follows back to New York City. And so it's a little different than the first two books in that all of book three takes place in Italy and New York. And so do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing The Third Side of Murder, as well as the previous two books? Yeah, well, the original book uh, is called Burying the Lead, which is a newspaper expression. And I was a newspaper reporter, and I was covering a murder trial one day and started to daydream a little bit. I'm not sure that's the right expression, but started to think about the fact I'm in this trial where all this evidence is assembled against this guy, and it's, you know, it's pretty clear that he did it. But I started to wonder, well, what if he didn't do it? What might be the backstory? What might be going on behind the scenes that would have led to all of this evidence being assembled against him? And and so I thought, well, that's a cool idea for a novel. And a few years later, I was newly married and I had my brand new Apple IIe computer to give you an idea <laughs> how old I am. And so I decided to take a stab at writing that novel, and and I did over the course of a long period of time. Um, you know, I was married. Jane and I had six kids. I had a big job, um, and so I actually, you know, fast forward thirty some years, I finally finished it about five years ago, and uh, it came out and had some. Uh, some reasonable success. It won a couple of minor awards, and um, and I thought, and then I retired from my job, and so I thought, well, now I have time, and that was kind of fun. So maybe I should write a second novel. And the second one, I, I went looking for a big topic and decided to take on human trafficking, uh, which is a very dark and ugly world. Uh, that novel's called Cry from an Unknown Grave. And in it, the same protagonist, this Tony Harrington, gets on the trail of a ring of human traffickers operating in the Midwest. And the book is all about him trying to bring these evil people to justice and rescue a, a group of young women. And so when I went to write book three, I thought, you know, I need a topic that's a little less heavy. You know, murder's never uh, a lighthearted subject, but Cry from an Unknown Grave is a particularly dark story for all the obvious reasons. And so I thought, well, it'd be fun to have 
Tony accompany his Italian mother back to Italy and have something happen there. I've been fortunate to have visited Italy, and I've I've been to New York uh, many times, and and so I was writing about places I had some familiarity with, um, but tried to make it you know a little more fun to get him out of Iowa and exploring some more exotic places. Sure. Well, what is your writing process when you're working on a novel? Is it the same with each novel? And do you outline extensively or do you just get kind of a a basic idea and just jump into the story? Yeah, well, I've I've now finished five novels, as as we've talked about. There's only three that are published so far. The fourth one comes out this fall. But I can tell you, in each case, the process was different. And uh, you know, as I've mentioned, the first book took 30 years to write, and it churned in my, I, I never had a formal outline, but it churned in my head for so long that by the time I sat down to finish it, I had a pretty darn good idea of of where the story was going and what the cool plot twist would be at the end and all of that. Um, uh when I decided to take on human trafficking in book two, uh, you know, I, I did research for a couple of months, maybe more. But once I sat down to write book two, and again, now I'm retired, and so I had the time. But also, I think the subject matter just really drove me. And I wrote book two, which is a 350-page novel. I wrote in 33 days, um, start to finish. and. I've never had a writing experience quite like it. That that book really wrote itself. When I started typing, I didn't know where the story would go, and uh, and it really took me on a journey. And I th- I think it turned out well. It, it again, it's been recognized in a couple of different ways, but um, but I'm pretty proud of it. And then. You know, the third site of murder was a much more traditional writer's process where it probably took four or five months to write. Uh, But I can tell you, when I sit down to write, I really write. You know, once I get immersed in a project, um, I write a lot until it's finished. And um, so I I know that's a long-winded answer to a short question, but it's really been interesting to me to see how different the processes have been. For book three, I did write an outline for the first time in my life. I took a yellow legal pad and sketched it out as an outline first. And then I never looked at it again. Um, (laughs) The outline sat on my shelf next to my uh, desk. And I realized when I was done writing that I'd never pulled the outline out to look at it. So I suppose in some ways it guided my my writing, but uh, certainly the book ended up a little different than the outline might have started. Sure. And you mentioned you've written five books now. Three of them are out, which we've discussed. Are, are the um, fourth and fifth um, still featuring the same protagonist? Yeah. Tony Harrington uh, in book four, which is called Performing Murder, um, should be out in October. And... In that, a Hollywood film company comes to Iowa to film on location, and a famous actress is found uh, found to be murdered and 
Tony goes looking for the killer and then somebody he cares about deeply gets um, charged with the crime. And I created, uh, I suppose this ties back to what I was talking about in terms of early in my career, but I created this mountain of evidence against uh, this loved one of Tony's uh, that's really indisputable. There's, there's just no way around it. The person Tony loves clearly did it. And then I had to figure out how to unwind all that evidence um, and find an alternate solution. So I, it was, it was a fun and interesting challenge. And uh, book five is called the Sophocles rule. Um, and it refers to something Sophocles once said about how you shouldn't keep secrets because they'll come back to haunt you. And in that, Tony, um, it literally starts with the flip of a coin and he gets, he gets uh, on the trail of a 60 year old bank robbery and murder. Um, and when he starts to solve that 60 year old crime, it, it causes uh, one of the people involved to start killing again. And, and so it's a mixture of solving an old crime and solving some very recent crimes. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So they're all a little bit different, but feature the same basic cast of characters uh, in a small Iowa city with a daily newspaper. Sure. Well, well, given your experience of writing these five novels now, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? You know, I, um, like many of your guests have said, um, I always encourage people who are interested in writing, to read uh, a lot. I really believe uh, the best writers are people who who read lots of stuff. Um, you know, it just exposes you to language and ideas and approaches and characters, and it can't help but but uh, fertilize that, that part of your mind. But, um, and, and of course, you have to write a lot. The, you want to be a writer, you just have to be disciplined and, and find time to write a lot. But the, a couple of pieces of advice I have that, that I haven't heard others mention. Um, uh, one is when I write, I keep a second document open on my screen. And this is just kind of a practical tip for fiction writers, I guess. But on that second document, which I started with the first book, and it just grows as now through, as I mentioned, through book five, and I've started number six. Um, on that second document, I keep a list of all the characters that I've ever mentioned. Um, you know, I heard John Sanford speak one time, and he was 
somebody asked him about his editing process and he mentioned that he had a book where his editor pointed out to him that he had four different characters named Bob. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I, I avoid those kinds of things by having the second document that lists all the characters, how their names are spelled, a couple of little factoids about each so that, you know, in book four, when the county sheriff comes up, I don't have to wonder how I and go back and dig out how I spelled his name. It's all right there. So I have the list of characters and then I have the um, timeline and, and then key places, names of places like restaurants and, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it saves me a ton of time because I never have to go back and dig through the previous books to figure out how I spelled something or have I mentioned this before or not. And, you know, so, so that's a tip I would give people trying to write fiction, novel length fiction, very helpful tool. Um, the second piece of advice I have, I actually got as a college student, I was very fortunate. I went to Drake University in Des Moines, and in the one year when I was there, Hillary Masters was a visiting professor. He was a he was a Southern writer, and went on to be kind of a big deal at Carnegie Mellon uh, as a professor. But in any case, the when he was at Drake, uh, I took a couple of courses from him and. Uh, was very helpful. But he said, never tell your ideas. Um, And what he meant by that, and what I would encourage people to think about is, uh, when you have a great idea for a novel, uh, or you've thought of the really cool plot twist, there's a tremendous urge to tell people, um, oh, I'm, I'm writing a novel, and it's about this, or I have this cool idea for a novel. I'm going to write this. And what Hillary Masters said is, if you force yourself to not share that, it forces you to sit down and write the book um, because you're so anxious to share this great idea with other people that if you don't verbalize it, you're much more likely to get the book written and so there's a piece of advice that really uh, give aspiring writers. It happens to me all the time when I give author talks, people come up after the talk and they say, well, I'm work- working on a book and, and I have this great idea and they're anxious to share it. And I just cut them off and say, don't tell me, <laughs> go back and write it. Let me read it in your book. Um, uh, and hopefully um, it helps them to, to have that extra push to get it done. That's great. Well, what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? <laughs> you know, um, you asked me about books, it's dangerous because I can talk for hours. <laughs> um, I, I read everything and, um, you know, and really a variety of stuff. I mean, you know, all the big major fiction authors I, I enjoy, like, um, you know, Lee Child's stuff and David Baldacci and Karen Slaughter and 
Stieg, Stieg Larson's uh, Girl with the Tattoo series and um, Joe Nesbo. It's interesting that some of these Scandinavian authors like Joe Nesbo, etc., uh, I've really learned to enjoy. Um, a couple that wouldn't be as familiar to your listeners, there's an Iowa author named Max Allen Collins who wrote Road to Perdition that Paul Newman and Tom Hanks made into a movie. Max has written something like 200 books. He's incredibly prolific and and it's really good stuff. If you like kind of traditional detective fiction and some of it's very non-traditional. He, one of his main characters is a serial killer who is the protagonist in a series of books named Corey. Um, so it's, um, I shouldn't say serial killer. He's a Hitman. Hitman. I'm actually reading the first quarry as we speak. (laughs) Oh, is that right? Yes. Um, Well, Max is an Iowa author, and he's, I think he's great. Um, uh, John Shores is from Iowa, and he wrote Beneath the Marble Sky, which I think is one of the great first novels in English literature. literature. Um, uh, A really spectacular piece of work, and John's gone on to write everything from science fiction to um, all kinds of things. But uh, those are two I recommend. And then I am a huge John Sanford fan. Um, I think I own every book he's not just have read, but I think I actually own every book he's ever written. Um, I love Carl Hyacin, uh, the Florida writer Mm -hmm. who's very quirky and, uh, on the nonfiction side, you know, Eric Larson is sp- spectacularly good. Um, I just read his Churchill book, The Splendid in the Vile. Devil in the White City is one of the great pieces of nonfiction I've ever read. Um, so, like, <laughs> you yeah. probably don't want me to talk for hours, but you no, get that's okay. Things. Yep. Well, Those we're- are all highly recommended. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? Well, I appreciate that. The website is very simple. It's josephlavalley.com, and Lavalley is spelled L-E-Valley, just like down in the valley. So josephlavalley.com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. I have an Instagram account that I've almost never there, but uh, Facebook and Twitter um, and at josephlavalley.com, you can not only learn about, um, books and all of that, but, uh, you can actually purchase things there. I'm happy to say my books are in national distribution, so you can get them at any bookstore. Um, uh, you know, your local Barnes and Noble mayor may not have it on the shelf, um, but any bookstore can order them. And um, so thank you for asking. Sure. Well, again, we've been speaking with Joseph Lavalley, author of the new novel, The Third Side of Murder. The book is on sale now, as he just explained. So go buy a copy. And Joseph, thanks for doing this interview. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Great. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.